Are you setting your prices based on a feeling or a hunch? On today's episode of the Marketing Essentials Podcast, we'll be talking to a pricing expert on why this is a bad idea and how to establish value pricing in order to maximize profits for your business. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. Together we make up the the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team. team. All right. So today we have a special guest with us. And it is Lisa Raish. So I'm going to do a little quick intro and tell you a little bit about Lisa and we'll dive right into our topic. Lisa Raish is a CPA MST and she's a co-founder of WiseHer, which is a knowledge marketplace online for women in business. She's also the founder of Bodhi Business Advisors, a boutique business advisory and consulting firm that supports entrepreneurs with short and long-term strategic business planning, financial modeling, and pricing. So Lisa has 15 years of experience helping businesses with inside the accounting and tax planning world. Um, so she's here to talk to us today a little bit of a different approach to marketing and small business advice. We, we talk a lot about, you know, marketing from like maybe a technical standpoint, but Lisa's here to talk to us today about pricing your business and value pricing. So Lisa, Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came into your industry. Uh, so I've been an accountant probably about 17 years now. Nothing too interesting. Started off doing something else and a family member said, hey, why don't you go into accounting? You'll always work. One of those kinds of things. Nothing magical and mystical. Um, but I found my pricing journey probably about three years ago. Okay. So I left corporate America. I became a refugee in um, June of 2017. And when I left corporate America, I knew that much of the accounting industry was moving away from the hourly rate Mm -hmm. and moving into this thing called value pricing. And I thought, okay, well, what the heck is value pricing? Like most people do. And unfortunately, there was no clear cut answer. Um, There's a lot of material on it. So I started working with a pricing coach, um, spent about a year working with him. And then the second year working with him, but expanding on that and actually providing pricing consultancy to clients. And so there's a lot of psychology behind the price. Um, you know, it's not just your margins. There's, there's a lot that goes into really conveying your value to your clients and building your value and really going back to marketing, which we've talked about a bunch of times. It goes back to who that ideal client is. If you don't know who that person is, Right. You're throwing spaghetti against the wall and you're praying that it sticks and it might stick, but it's probably going to stick to that price sensitive person who's going to complain mm-hmm. about your bill every time. So now, oh, so you've met some of my clients. Yeah. <laughs> there might yeah. be mine as well. I mean, to, to <laughs> me, it's, it's interesting to hear this from a marketing standpoint. You know, everything's about pricing, but never makes, at least I, for me, I've never made the correlation until recently right. that pricing is a big part of your marketing. Well, yeah, because we, we met with Lisa at one of her presentations, which was a wonderful presentation. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance to go to a presentation Lisa's doing, go. But 
when I went, it was, I thought it was going to be all numbers. Cause right. Yeah. You come from a CPA background, accounting. I thought it was gonna be numbers, numbers, numbers. I had a calculator ready to go, but it came <laughs> back to a more basic concept. And it, it was like a light bulb went off for me. Sure. Like it's related to your marketing and in value. So that's what we want to. Yeah, it, it really is it, there. Yes, there is an aspect of it. You want to, it won't, you want it to be profitable, right? Mm-hmm. So you definitely on a basic point, you need to know what you're spending on a monthly basis, right? Especially if you're a service person, a lot of times in the service industries, we just don't know what we're spending on a monthly basis in order to operate our businesses. But you have to at least know that much. And that's where your pricing starts. The rest of it, the rest of it is marketing. It really is. It's who's your ideal client. What is it that you uniquely do? How do you do it? What is the pain point that you're solving for them? These are all marketing things. But again, if you can connect with that individual, then when you actually convey your price to them, the investment for your service, it's not such a surprise because you've built up the value. You've conveyed to them who you are, what you do, what pain point you're going to solve for them, how you uniquely do what it is that you do. And it's not a surprise like, oh my gosh, this investment is going to cost me $1,000 a month. No, they already have that in the back of their mind that this is different. This is different than other people that I've worked with. This is different than other experiences. I'm going to get something out of that. Just what exactly is that going to be? I think like from the most basic sense, like a good example or just something we would kind of relate to from like a homeowner perspective, right? So you are looking to redo your kitchen and you call Phil off Craigslist and he doesn't have a website. He doesn't have any, you know, certifications posted online and he drives up in this pickup truck that's falling apart. You probably know you're going the budget route with that, right? (laughs) But then you can go down the street to, like we were in one the other night for a networking event, a bathroom and remodeling and it had high end and you could touch the granite and you could see the different um, designers who were there to work with you and the different types of, you know, product and quality. And, and they put a lot of money into that showroom and I'm looking at their business cards. I'm looking at their website and you can tell that they put time. They've conveyed their price to you before you've even had a conversation with them about what their price is. Uh So it's not a surprise. You're not expecting to get a bargain kitchen from a place like that. There's an expectation walking in there that you're making an investment. So they have a specific ideal client in mind. And that ideal client is who they are speaking to. Not everybody is their customer. And I think that's really the biggest problem with a lot of the pricing is everyone thinks that everybody's their customer. I'm a CPA, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's my customer. Mm -mm. Everybody is not my customer. And so when you walk into it with an attitude where everyone's my customer, yeah, you're never going to connect with one. But if you can figure out who that is, so in that specific you know, example that you use, that's a specific homeowner that's looking to do a specific type of renovation to their kitchen, you know, certain finishes, quality or craftsmanship of the cabinets, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a very different person than the person who's shopping at Home Depot. Sure. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just a very different client and they're speaking directly to that client through that showroom. So you're telling me, Lisa, that through pricing, I can attract more of the right customers who will not be as price sensitive. They're willing to pay. I can raise my rates and just get more customers. It's that easy. It's not that easy. (laughs) It isn't that easy (laughs) now, but there is an expectation with when you do connect with your ideal client, there's an expectation that 
they know that they're going to have to make an investment in mm-hmm. whatever it is. So if it's, you know, branding, social media, it's not I like the fact that you use the word investment yeah. and not expense. It is. And that's the, it, totally different. And again, the way I work with clients, you know, people think you, I look at the PNL. I do look at the PNL, but you know, am I going to help you cut your telephone bill? That's not going to help you grow your business. Like there are so many other things that you need to work on yeah. probably your pricing, but it is an investment. So you're connecting with a different person. That price-sensitive person doesn't want to hear it. Yet what happens is far too often when we are marketing out to what we feel is our ideal client, it really isn't. We are, in fact, just throwing spaghetti against the wall. So you've got to get clear as to who they are because that actual number that they see, that's the final thing that they see from you. They're going to connect with you in many other ways through your website, through your social. They may see you personally at networking events if that's the type of business that you have. That number is the final thing that they see. So you've got to show your value and your consistency through the rest of that process. So if I go to your website and, you know, I click on the link and you call me back today, but you call the other person or the other three people back in the next five days, it's a very different experience. It's not consistent. Mm -hmm. Again, people think like, what does that have to do with the price? It has everything to do with the price. You don't return phone calls or you don't consistently return phone calls or your social isn't consistent, right? You're not posting religiously to the social. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all over the place. You know, the colors on your site aren't consistent with the colors on your social. That's all part of the price because you're conveying to your customer through that whole process what it is that you can potentially do for them. And that number at the end is the last thing. So there's so much more that needs to come before that, before you actually see that there's an investment for that service. So as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, you go to the Capitol Grill, right? You walk in and there's the atmosphere and all the wait staff are dressed, you know, formally white shirts and, and you know, black trousers. And the, the settings are really nice on the table and everything is just really top shelf, you know, you see the cabinets where people have their personal, you know, cigar cabinets and liquor cabinets. And you get the sense that when you sit down and they bring you the menu, that the prices are going to be commensurate with your experience up to that point. You're not Mm going to see a $4 steak. No. You're not going to see a $40 steak or... Exactly. and And when you see that price, you go, oh, well, of course, because everything I've experienced so far walking through those doors... I'm not surprised mm-hmm. by exactly. this price. Exactly. You've gone through that whole experience. So where I find a lot of the pricing falls short, especially in the service industry, is your potential, your prospect hasn't had that experience with you all the way through. So that when you finally sit down and maybe have that prospect call, that meeting, whatever, they're surprised because they didn't have that experience. Right. Where you walk into the Capitol Grill, you know what you're getting, right? There's... Um, you know, I use a lot of examples. I'll use a lot of national brand examples because they do it really well. And you can do it in your business too. But there's uh, Bombas. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with the sock company. Socks, yeah. So their big thing is for every pair of socks that they sell, they give away a pair of socks to a homeless shelter. And if you watch any one of their ads, you can see 
the beginning. It's the two founders, right? And oh, the biggest problem in homeless shelters is that there are no socks. And they, you know, they, they go through the whole process where they tell you how they reinvented this, like kind of reinvented the sock. They changed it. So the toe won't poke through and there's arch support and, you know, they won't slink down your shoes and fall down to your toes and, and all of that. And they also tell you that they're giving away a pair of socks through that whole process. They haven't told you how much the socks no. are, but you know that you're making an investment in those socks. Mm-hmm. Right. So you sure. know when you get to the website, it's a $10, $12, $15 pair of socks. Mm-hmm. By that because point, you don't care It's because like, you're bought in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where a lot of times the price is the last thing. Price is the last thing you see once you've gotten to the site because you saw the commercial on TV or maybe you saw their social or, you know, you've been poking around on the website, whatever it is, that's the last thing. So yeah, you're right. You're bought in at that point. And so when you don't connect with that person, you won't get them bought in. And yeah, absolutely. They're going to have a heart attack when they see the price. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to this question. For someone who provides a professional service like myself or Alicia or Bill, should that pricing be on the website? In most cases, no. Really? Yeah. Unless you have actual packages in place, like maybe you've got a, like a, you know, like Starbucks, right? You got your tall, your grande, your venti. Mm -hmm. In most cases, no, you don't want to have your pricing on there because while it will help with the tire kickers, the person who's really serious is going to reach out to you and and knows that there's going to be an investment in that. Because again, they've gone to your website. Maybe they've read your blogs. They watched your videos. They've Mm -hmm. gone to your social channels. They've listened to the podcast. They're really pretty bought in by then, by the time they ultimately reach out to you Mm -hmm. to, you know, potentially engage with you. So while they don't know the price, there's a part of them that realizes there's probably already going to be an investment there. Mm-hmm. It's not free. You know, you've, you're saying that in, in your materials, whether you think that you're saying it or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, just in the, you know, what's on your website. My website says that I'm not your typical accountant. Yeah. It says I'm an unconventional CPA by design. Right. And so, your photos reinforce that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On brand, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, ha- I have a question. A lot of our listeners are either solopreneurs or startups. Mm-hmm. And the, the mentality that often comes around that is, well, I have to take on any customer I can get right now because, or because I need the money. And that can be counterintuitive when you start saying to them, well, no, you need to be charging what you're worth. That's the problem with solopreneurs. And it's the, oh my goodness, I've got a client. I have somebody kind of on the reel. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to lose them. You know, I've got to basically give them whatever price. Mm -hmm. And that's the pricing by emotion, right? Yeah. You're not actually thinking about the what you're putting into it, right? I mean, you sure. haven't even thought about the time you're going to put into it, whatever your actual expenses might be. So while there's a thought that, yes, I'm brand new to business, I'm a solopreneur, I need to have money coming in the door, it's kind of counterintuitive to what right. you're doing because now suddenly you know, you're not, maybe you're going out of your wheelhouse to take on a client who's not necessarily in a niche that you're good at. So now you're spending more time working on that client. You know, you, you wanted to just bring it in the door. It's like, Oh, I've got money in the door. It's great for the first couple just to get a lot of times to, to get some experience under your belt, Mm -hmm. maybe get, um, a, uh, what do you get? Like a case study. That's important. Things like that. 
But honestly, you can't keep going back to pricing by emotion. Oh, nobody will ever pay me to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the attitude a lot of, you know, especially in the service industry, a lot of people have. They will because yeah. you have a specialty, you have a skill set, you have an expertise. You just need to understand who that ideal person is. Going back to marketing, who is that ideal person? Right. Where are they? Are they on social? Are they not on social? If they're not on social, where are they so that you can connect with them? Because when you do connect with that ideal client and they're getting a consistent experience person after person, you know, everyone's getting consistency, they'll get bought in and they will pay your price. But we're too often like the quick, right? You got to get that quick. Get that's that first that scarcity one. mindset. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to. There will be another one. Oh my goodness. I have to take all of these. Because yeah. these, when in most cases, they're probably going to be that client who's going to give you a little bit extra of, you know, kind of that PETA client. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're the ones who are going to probably complain about the bill. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just. It's always the ones who are paying like less than the others who want the most. most yep. And so that's not an ideal client for it a isn't lot of, your ideal client. Yeah. And it's just like in a relationship, right? You're in a relationship with these clients. How many, you know, how many times have we as individuals chased after that one person that doesn't want to date us? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's an ego thing. Even though it's not a good relationship for you, you're like, I have to make this work. This is my business. This would like, be good for my business. Yeah, yeah. You have to get out of that that Absolutely. the emotion. The emotion. And I think the other emotion is that competitive. Um, you know, you see your competitors out there or so-called competitors. And you're like, oh, they charge this much. And my prices are like, you know, twice that. And do I need to lower my prices? But no, because it's not apples. to It isn't. It isn't apples to apples. They are Mm -hmm. giving a different type of experience. Like anything else, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. If you want someone to come in and do construction in your house and his bid is $7,000 cheaper than every other one that you've gotten, expect a $7,000 cheaper experience (laughs) or worse. worse, (laughs) Right. Yeah. The guy may never come back. Like that's what the expectation is. So you just have to learn to, it's all part of the pricing, that entire experience they have from the moment they hit your site, whether or not you email them anything, Mm -hmm. whether they go to your social channels, whether they watch you, they hear you, they read It's all part of that experience that leads up to that price. Now, from a numbers perspective, yes, you've got to absolutely understand how much it costs you to service that client. That's where also I think a really big gap comes with pricing. Clients don't understand how much it costs them. Right. To to support, well, know, I do think it we're is. we're kind of drifting into the part of the conversation where we want to talk a little bit more about value pricing. Sure, because I think the perception is that value pricing it's this algorithm and you plug your numbers in and out the other end comes that perfect number that you need to price your services <laughs> yeah there isn't i wish i looked for that now i actually looked for that algorithm and i'm not even kidding you probably for about two three months in the beginning i thought there's got to be a calculation right i'm an accountant there's a calculation for this <laughs> <It's gotta No. laughs> be. and there wasn't and and really the value i mean there are a couple of rules of thumb um you know, you've got to know naturally how much you're spending every every month, right? What is it going to cost you to service this customer? Um, but really, what kind of improvement can you bring to their business? Mm-hmm. You know, from a social perspective, right? How many more people can you get to hit their site? It's not your job to convert those people into customers. It's, you know, your job as the social to get them there. It's 
their specific type of business and it's their job to sell them, whatever that is. Mm. But again, if you're getting X amount more hits to their site on a regular basis, how does that could potentially convert for them? How that could that potentially increase their revenues? And that's really where kind of the value comes from. But value is in the eye of the beholder. Sure. Not everybody feels the same way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I use an example and it's kind of a crazy one, but if you're a high net worth individual and I said to you as a tax preparer, I could save you your million dollar tax bill. I could save you a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, what value do you see in that? What would you pay for it? And it's a little bit like really off the chain for most people to understand, but it's very different. There's a number of people in this room and each one of you could have a completely different idea of what you would pay for that. And that's really where value in the eye of the beholder comes in. There is no perfect price. Now you can start to do packaging and things like that where you can try to find groups of people where they will be comfortable with that price. But you will never, there's no perfect price. Right. There isn't. I wish there was. And there's yeah. no calculation for it. Yeah. Well, there's so, I, much, there's so much that goes into the price. That's the hard part too. There is. There really the service is. Industry or like for, for instance, in my industry, I may have to rent different machinery, like can't different cameras, different uh, pieces of equipment that don't happen on every single shoot. And you know how so, to utilize those. Yeah those tools and the average person doesn't know how to. So again, where's the value? The value is in you being able to do Mm -hmm. that for me and probably do it in a couple of hours where I would probably spend days YouTubing Mm -hmm. around, watching videos, trying to figure it out. Don't know what I'm doing. Spend two days mucking it up. Right. Time is money. Well, absolutely. Especially when you're a solopreneur, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Your time is your most valuable asset. So once you get past that, Oh, I don't want to pay for it. I can't afford to pay for it. You can't afford not to, to pay, pay for, for it in exactly. most cases. And that's, that's where the value comes in. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't get me wrong. I know there are people that, that survive on the, uh, you know, turn and burn quick, 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 get them in, get them out kind of things. But that's their business. That's model. their business that's model. Their business model. Yeah, that's absolutely. Their business model. Very different model. The way they I'm attack things, about. the way that they market. Exactly. Because yeah. they're looking for a specific type of client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That client is looking to make a specific type of investment. It's not probably not the one that you're looking for your ideal to make. Mm -hmm. But again, they have their ideal client in that space, right? You know, your, your takeout, your fast food chain restaurants, that's a specific type of client. The client who goes to the Capitol Grill and has an experience and a meal, very different client. So they're just marketing to and pricing to those individuals. Well, I think like, you know, you look, I think Starbucks, it's a common brand and we, we are willing to pay a few extra bucks for a Starbucks coffee, or there's a bunch of local like donut shops popping up and you'll pay $4 for this, you know, vegan, you know, from local sourced ingredients. I don't know. I don't bake, but like you are willing to pay that extra money because it's a need donut or a PVD donut or something versus going to Dunkin' and getting the dollar donut or whatever. You bring up a good point with the coffee. You know, there's Starbucks, Mm -hmm. right? At the high end, Dunkin' Donuts Donuts. kind of in the middle. And then you can go to Cumberland Farms and get a 99 cent coffee. And Starbucks doesn't waste a bit of marketing going after those Cumberland Farm customers because they know 
That's, that's not, not the, our that's demographic. Their client. Right. Correct. Right? They don't even really go after Dunkin' Donuts for that matter because again, no, even it's Dunkin' not Donuts the, is not It's not, not the same. It's not the same yeah. ideal client in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. They know they have it dialed into what they want. But as service-based businesses, so we're like, okay, when we look at brands like that or a nice pair of jeans or something, they're the same jeans that are yeah. a different brand. Maybe they're stitched a little better, more a little more quality or something like that. But at the end of the day, they're jeans and they're a few hundred bucks versus you could go to Walmart and get a pair of jeans for 20 bucks. So like as consumers, we're so okay with like understanding this from a product perspective, but with service, we, ha- we so struggle with it. And we're just like, we need to price yeah. ourselves competitively. That's the major thing. And well, with emotion. services, it's a little yeah. more squishy. It's yeah, yeah, yeah it I is. Agree. And that's where yeah. with things like your marketing, your social, you've got to go out there and convey how you are different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you follow me on social, I'm sharing articles and information about account, not just accounting. I mean, a little tiny bit of accounting cash flow. I do share on marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I share on business culture and HR and why, because those all are vital yeah. in understanding when I work with my clients, how all of those pieces need to live harmoniously under their business umbrella. Right. So that's how for me, I am different than your atypical account. And there are, there are business owners out there right now that topics like cash flow and business culture are starting to come onto their radar. And when they come across your material, instant resonance, they're well, like, Oh, she's talking about this. Exactly. I need to get a hold of her. Sure. And that's how you di- so you begin to differentiate yourself. Right. And those are the things that, that you add the value, you're sharing your knowledge. That's how they begin to know, like, and trust you. So that's why with services, it tends to be a longer, a longer sale process. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's not as quick yet. You've got to give them that whole process to get them bought in so that when you do finally get into that prospect meeting, again, the investment for your service isn't like, oh, yeah, I had no idea. Well, mm-hmm. no, if you followed me on social and you were following me and reading my blogs and blah, 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 like you'd mm-hmm. know yeah. I bring all of these things to the table. So it's not a surprise. And it goes them. right back to what you're talking about as far as consistency too. Oh, you have to be consistent across the board. If you have one client that had one experience with you and then the next client has a totally different experience. Absolutely. Yeah. You just, you just muddled the waters. It's part of your brand. It's yeah. the same consistency just because we as individuals aren't Starbucks, we aren't target. We still need to provide the same consistency in our experiences across the board, customer yep. to customer, yeah. Yeah. because that goes back to <laughs> the value that you provide. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and then also, you know, you, then you get, you get your clients become your thousand raving fans. They'll tell anybody and everybody about how fabulous well, you yeah. are. But I, if the experience is, is not consistent person to person, then yeah. I, I've had, uh, prospective clients contact me and say, I read that article you posted. I saw what you put on social. I think we need to have a conversation. Yeah. 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 Right. They're partially, if not entirely bought in and they, they haven't even gotten on in a, on a call with you. They haven't right. even had a meeting. So that becomes key. That's all part of the price. Just because the number for the investment is, is something that doesn't mean that's the whole thing. It's, it's all of that. It's the entire experience that they have with you. Sure. It's marketing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is what we're all about, right? Yes. <laughs> that's the name, right? Yeah. yeah that's, well, that's the name on the I podcast, the marketing the, essentials. That's the part that people are very surprised by. Mm-hmm. You can have the quote unquote perfect price. But again, if you're throwing it at a group of people who are not interested in it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, They're never going to the buy target. it from you. Yep, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so 
It seems to me that price and marketing yourself are so, so closely related. They're intertwined. So many people miss the mark on that. Completely. The pricing is an afterthought. And they're leaving money on the table by doing so. Absolutely. I remember from going to your workshop that you said pricing was the biggest leverage point you had in regards to profitability for profitability. Absolutely. Because what are you doing with all of the other, the other levers you're spending either your time, which is, you know, the most important thing, the most priceless thing you have in your business, or you're spending your actual money to move the lever, to get more sales, spend more money on marketing, to keep your customers happy and with you, you know, you've got a customer service rep. Those are all levers that are going to cost you something, whether sure. it's real dollars or time. With pricing, people overlook it because you just have to, what people are afraid of, oh, if I increase my price, you know, people, will, uh, people will leave me. Yeah, yeah, there is a possibility. Absolutely. I'm not going to say. And it might say, be a good thing for those people to leave <laughs> Exactly. <you. laughs> because a lot of times those are the ones you don't want. Right. Yeah. And other times, I've had it before. I have clients say to me, I raised the price. Nobody blinked an eyeball. Exactly. Because you were never priced properly. You were completely undervaluing yourself. Your customer knew it and was like, oh, okay. They raised the price. So these are real life examples of clients you've worked with and you've been able to help them in that direction. Yeah. Pricing is absolutely vital to what it is that you're doing in your business. Yes, I can help you save expenses. You know, there are other things that you can work on in your business, but a lot of times that's the biggest, the biggest loser. Is, you know, is absolutely that's, you can move that profitability lever is with your pricing. You've got it naturally like anything else. You've got to be how you do it and when you do it. And, you know, the marketing that you put around it is key. But in most cases, you know, people think that if I raise the price, I'm going to lose a bunch of clients. Yeah, you might lose clients, but from a math perspective, you probably will be more profitable with fewer clients that are paying you well versus saying, oh, well, I've got a thousand clients. Yeah, that's great. And your, you know, your margins on each client is, you know, a hundred dollars where mm. you have 100 clients and your margins are like a thousand dollars on each one of them. That's yeah, much more valuable yeah. to you. Yeah. It's not in, you know, grand numbers. It could be smaller numbers of clients could, could still get you to that profitability place, if not better than you were. You just have to be mindful and understand your pricing. Which then frees you up with more time to be able to take on other clients if you get to that point. Exactly. High value clients. Ones that, you know, aren't going to cry every month when they get the bill. (laughs) Aren't going to fight with you. You know, what did you do? What did you do wrong on my tax return? I didn't Mm -hmm. do anything wrong on your tax return. The tax laws changed. You know, so again, those are the types of things. Those are the people that you don't want in your business. And so those little price tweaks will probably send those people away. And then your others, your, you know, your thousand raving fans will stay with you. They love you. And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. The price went up. Okay. Well, this has been some really valuable information. We appreciate you coming on to talk to us about Yes, I appreciate you guys inviting me. Thank you. And if someone wanted to get a hold of you to yes. start that conversation about how they can get their pricing to the right place, how do they do that? Uh, so you can find me on my brand new website, which Justin <laughs> just recently yeah. finished for me. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, it's uh, com, and you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Lisa Raish. They're I'm probably the only one, so I should be the only one that pops up in your search. So, um, you know, they're welcome to reach out to me either way. And we'll absolutely put those notes in the, uh, the links in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Super. Lisa, 
Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Really, really great stuff. I'm going to have to tell my friend Peter Lang that I was on the podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You are the second CPA we've had. Okay. Yes. Yes. But yes. But thank you so much. Awesome advice. And I hope that the businesses listening can think about their pricing in relation to their marketing and give Lisa a call. Great. Thank you. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.